0: So for me, it's about change. Businesses, wherever you are, whatever payroll role you do, everyone will stand up and listen if you're making change and it's positive um, and it makes a positive impact to your business. So I think it's down to payroll people to continue to do that, to not just go back to what they were doing, carrying on. It's about not just, as I said, it's very hard in payroll. You're not given much time. So it's very easy to just let things go because it's just easier to keep doing it like that than to step back. Don't be the person who steps back. Be the person who says, you know, it might take me an extra hour this time to build and import in, but actually that's going to save me huge
1: amounts of time going forward. Welcome to the Payroll Podcast with your host, Nick Day. Find out what it takes to truly discover what it takes to elevate your career within payroll as we meet with the industry leaders who are shaping the industry for tomorrow.
2: Hello, and welcome to the Payroll Podcast. Today I am joined by Maria Mason, UK Payroll Director at BDO, the UK's fifth largest accountancy and advisory firm. Now, Maria has provided professional payroll and HR services and solutions to clients for over 28 years. She's worked in both the private and public sector. She's worked with clients ranging from one client all the way up to 50,000 members of staff. She is someone who is incredibly passionate about the payroll industry. She's passionate about leveraging technology to improve payroll solutions. And she's very, very experienced in supporting clients to implement systems and processes that improve security and, of course, Payroll accuracy. Now at the moment, Maria leads the UK payroll team within BDO, which consists of over 50 staff members based across four locations. She delivers services through her team to over 1,400 clients. And over the past two years, she's implemented many, many, many new systems, platforms and robotics to ensure the risks associated with payroll and, of course, GDPR are kept to the minimum and efficiencies are, of course, maximized. Now, I've known Maria for a number of years. I've placed her several times throughout her career, so I'm really excited to have her on today's episode. She's also a CIPP intermediate. So without further ado, welcome, Maria Mason, to the Payroll Podcast.
1: Five quick questions.
2: Tell me about some of the changes you've seen within the payroll industry over the past 28 years.
0: It's quite scary when you think of it like that. One, the amount of time, um, but generally just probably how much has changed. And you don't realise until you're given an opportunity like that to look back and think, all oh, right, where where were we? When I started, it was mainframes that run payroll. So very, very um, set. In how they processed, and we had things like yellow punching forms that went off to um, key punching areas, and um, backs tapes that had to go in and then physically be taken to backs each night, and then paper pay Even to the point I still remember paper pay slips that were <laughs> um, triplex and actually could have money placed in there. So they used to go off to securical for a number of our clients for them to physically put cash, including coins, into these envelopes. So I'm very pleased to say that now looking across where we are now, we're in a very different situation, and particularly where everything that's happened with COVID, that would have been horrendous.
2: Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I mean, how would you have coped? Put yourself in that position then just for a moment. Can you imagine that the pandemic hit, let's say, 20 years ago, 10 years into your career? How do you think you would have coped? What would have been the kind of processes you'd have had to have Dealt with, if you like, with 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 obviously, probably a lot more manual in those times.
0: I think what we used to have there, and we were very much more reliant because there wasn't any cloud-based, etc. We used to have. Um, I worked for a very large bureau at that point, so we used to have um, like a data. Centre, a disaster recovery site, and we used to have to test that four times a year. But in there, it had our servers and everything, so we would have mirrored tapes, but it was all on tape, so you had to store these in a fireproof. So, if we couldn't have physically got into the office, that would have been a major issue. But we paid huge amounts of money to have this area where we could go in this bomb proof, fireproof to literally set up the office exactly the same as it was. So, with all the mainframe and the printers so there used to be printers there so it cost what just to survive and we would never we used to test it but we never ever used it fully and I don't know if we could have ever used it for how long this had gone on but yeah that there was an ability but even then it would never have been tested for this amount of time to carry this amount of people it could only hold something like 10 people whereas you can imagine if everyone wanted it at the same time you would—they wouldn't have been able to have coped. So we wouldn't have been able to have run payroll. Looking back at that time, so okay. to be in this position now is amazing and shows exactly how we've gone forward.
2: And obviously, at the minute, you're paying you know, your payroll is much bigger than probably a lot of the people have on their payrolls. That are listening to this podcast, you're paying over fifty thousand members of staff across uh, one thousand four hundred clients. So you know. It, it, I guess this has had a huge impact on you, the COVID-19 pandemic, but how have you been able to pivot then? What are some of the changes that you've, you've been making as, as head of that payroll, as payroll director of that function to make sure that your payrolls have been able to be run accurately and on time for such high volumes?
0: I think from our perspective, it started a good couple of years ago, and I'm so grateful for that now. When I first um, came into the business, it was about that stabilisation. It was about utilising technology as a general um, to help make things more efficient, to ensure that there were less risks, etc. So I started when I first joined, we looked at all of the systems we had and literally rebuilt the entire platform to ensure that we have stability, we have disaster recovery in there, that we moved away from a lot of the manual intervention that typically and still does take place in a lot of businesses and so for me it was about we put in new payroll platforms, ways of um, communicating with our clients because obviously around that time GDPR came in so from that perspective that completely changed how you know you managed your data and the security of that data so in a way that helped because it enabled me to bring in platforms to liaise with clients and so we weren't sending emails and relying upon sort of paper reporting we were actually placing reporting in a safe environment Um, even to the point that we put robotics in to help manage some of those tasks so to remove the mundane and the sort of repetitive tasks that quite often are associated with payroll and actually use technology to manage those so we brought in a lot of um, electronic payslips, we paid dashboards, so we had that area there as well. So that enabled us to um, have that electronic aspect and to remove a lot of the printing. So we've been, for the last sort of two years, working towards that, because I'm such a avid believer that technology is fundamental to a successful payroll, whether it's in-house, whether you outsource it, if the right technology is utilised. you know your payroll will be more accurate so we've spent a lot of time over the last few years putting in a lot more technology to enable us and that has proven to be fundamental because I think if we look back even back the two years I think we would have struggled to manage 50 people all working from home and managing 1,400 clients I just don't think we could have done that and I think the clients probably would have found it too difficult also to transfer from sort of paper very manual processes to go into this extreme at this point if we hadn't done that work over the last two years.
2: Have you become a a Zooms and MS Teams or whatever, you know, sort of remote management uh, level uh, processes post-Covid, or were you using these already? Or is this something that's, that's really come in since the pandemic?
0: I would say all of that element has definitely come in since the pandemic because, you know, payroll people generally, you know, even if it's an in-house, they all work together in teams and quite often a number of people are involved with the payroll processing from start to finish. There are a number of elements involved in that process. And I think, you know, it always used to, maybe like it still does when we say, oh, you just push a button and payroll works, if only it was that simple. There were a number of steps. There's something like 25 steps in a normal payroll process to get it from start to finish, whether there's one person or a thousand people. So, in there, there are a number of people that are involved in that. So, as a team, we work very closely. So, you tended to find that payroll teams, I think, if we'd have asked back six months ago, would we ever have been able to all work remotely, we would have said no. And it has caused a lot of burden on the managers to try and manage that remotely. Um, But we're there and we're doing it and it works really well. And we do, we use typically Skype, Zoom, some of our clients prefer Zoom, but we use Microsoft Teams and things like that. And they've been fundamental. We have quizzes, we have social events, pretty much weekly to just keep the team because they're so used to being very much connected that when they're not, they I think they found that quite difficult so we make sure that we contact so we have daily meetings so I literally log into about six meetings a day to just listen to what's going on make sure everyone sounds okay and it's all going where it needs to go
2: so fast forwarding then to post pandemic obviously you're, you're clearly a technology adopter you're clearly someone who's passionate about implementing technology I know this from knowing you anyway you like to be ahead of the curve where you can be when it comes to payroll and tech what do you think are going to be the key technologies or even the key changes that are going to stay in place post-pandemic that perhaps weren't there before? Has it has it changed the way that we are processing payrolls as a result of what's happened? That perhaps either we've, we've, we've accelerated those journeys or perhaps we hadn't even considered them that post-pandemic you think are going to remain in place?
0: Do you know, I think it's accelerated. And I think everyone generally would love to work more efficiently and spend less time. Keen and less time doing the mundane tasks I think everyone wants that but the trouble is with payroll it happens every month or every week so we're given very little downtime to make change so it's very very hard for companies to actually consider making change because you have such a small window to do that and you've still got to do the work whilst you're implementing that change so change is a big stopper in companies moving forward generally whether it's in-house Um, Outsource bureau it it is the same approach so quite often people put up with things because it's easier I think this will accelerate because what they've realized is we have a task management system so we can see everything electronically but the utilization both internally with our clients actually utilize has gone up Um, so things like that I think will certainly accelerate and make people realize that there are better ways of working we've always sort of promoted much more using the technology not having paper files and all of these kind of things but people will naturally go to what they're comfortable with i think this has forced people to work a different way so for me i'm much more confident that that will continue so clients that maybe thought "Oh, people don't have um email addresses so they can't have electronic pay it's surprising how many people found those email addresses when needed um and so from that perspective i hope those things don't go back and we continue on that route and realize that actually, you know, technology can sometimes feel scary and can feel that it's difficult to get there, but actually, the benefits once you've implemented are tenfold. So, it's certainly worth a little pain initially. So, I'm hoping that it's accelerated those areas and that continues. So, we will be doing that. We will be we're not so reliant upon having everyone in the office all the time at all every day because I think we can be a bit more flexible. Now, yeah. there's, there's no doubt that certainly um, there is there are benefits with people being together as well. So and we know that mentally people actually need that stability and people around. And some people thrive being self-motivated and working there. Others don't find that and are not comfortable in that surrounding. And maybe where they are is not conducive to working as well. So there's lots and lots of considerations. But I think what this has done has shown it can be done differently. And so for me, that's only something for us to continue to work forward, utilise. So
2: going forward then, do you think with all this new tech now being utilised with, you know, MS, uh, MS Teams and Zoom and people finding new ways of working and with new tech being invested into payroll departments, that employees and stakeholders are both starting to expect more from their payroll provision?
0: There's no doubt. I think one of the things I think generally, as you, even when you think when RTI and pensions is a great one auto enrollment you know that brought a lot more pressure onto the payroll teams to have a better understanding of pensions because it goes through the payroll people just expect um the payroll people will understand that and so you know the team has had to become a lot more equipped and whereas so much more responsibility has gone on to the client and so then to payroll departments you manage the importing, uploading, the understanding, much more complexity around pensions. That's already was starting from about 2014. COVID has really, really accelerated that more recently because obviously with the um, furlough and the job retention scheme coming into play, and you know, they were complex. There's no doubt about that, to try and calculate that. And I think what it did do was raise the profile where people realised payroll wasn't quite as simple as everyone maybe thought. Um, But what it did do was it put a lot of pressure back onto payroll people being expected to understand that and just sometimes trying to translate some of the stuff that comes out from, you know, the government, etc. You know, it takes, you know, quite a lot of work. I've spent a lot of time and certainly throughout my entire career that when a new change comes in, so gender pay reporting and things like that that come from payroll data. So there's an expectation that we will be able to provide that. Just trying to break it down to understand it and how it will impact our clients to enable us to support them fully so yeah I think there's a lot more expectation for payroll people to be a lot more in tune I think back in the day you know and I used to hate it and I hate it now when you know people just think of payroll people as key punches these are technically gifted people that have learned their craft and understand their expertise in the legislation that goes around managing uk payroll and so when people sort of refer oh well it's just you know punching in timesheets. no that's called key punching. what we do is payroll and that's analyzing clients rules that's analyzing legislation to ensure that we comply with those and so for me yeah we need people to be more technically gifted to be more into understanding that because i think unfortunately sometimes with the systems they do a lot of the work so a lot of people lost. Back in my day, you had to learn how to do a pacelette with books. And so, you know, it was very, very manual. And so from that perspective, we've lost some of that skill. So I'm really pleased with people like the CIP that bring that back because it's so important that people understand the rules behind payroll to be able to transfer and more importantly, support. The payroll
2: function. I totally agree. I think you're absolutely right. This pandemic has certainly raised the profile of payroll for senior stakeholders. You know, we've had hiring managers that we've never typically dealt with come to us saying, you know, we'd never considered payroll before, but right now we really need some support in these areas. You know, our CGRS claims are going to be incorrect and we want to get it right. And, you know, there's a real appreciation right now for the role that payroll professionals are, are having, you know, on, on, across the industry, across all markets, keeping key workers paid and keeping industry moving. So it's been really important. But you make, you make some interesting points there. One is that you talk about at the beginning of the podcast, how passionate you are about bringing in new technology. I know that from, from knowing you for many, many years, Maria, that you, as I said, you like to be ahead of the curve with tech. But what you've also done is you've highlighted why it's important that uh, payroll people, you know, are, are are continue to be employed and continue to grow as an industry because you need that technical skill. So there is a lot of media news out there talking about how technology may replace people in payroll. How would how would you respond to that? Because you're someone who wants to bring in tech that does take away some of those mundane tasks. But at the same time, you clearly have an appreciation for the role payroll people play. So how do you see the future working relationship between payroll and technology? And, and well, how do you see the future of, of payroll as an industry?
0: I think for me, will, will technology completely replace people? No. Um, I I don't believe that I certainly don't believe that within my business I think what it does do is remove a lot of the risk it removes um, a lot of the mundane tasks that to me as I said are not payroll so key punching in a lot of timesheets is not payroll that's key punching so to use technology to be able to import that in or use API to manage that robotics etc that that to me is not payroll. So what that does is by taking some of that work away, that was a huge part of payroll over the years, by removing that, you actually give payroll people more time to actually analyse, understand their craft, understand the legislation in more, in more detail, understand how that works, develop their own careers, and actually now take on more and more of the elements. Because in most businesses, it's very hard to understand what's HR, what's payroll, what's finance. Because ARL sits in the middle of all of that and is feeding pretty much or taking information from in each of those areas. So the more time that people have, the more they can utilize to develop those skills. That's what I see it as a benefit. So if I look at the work that my team undertake now, it's a much more, you know, it's removed a lot of the mundane keen elements and the time consuming elements, actually enabled them to be able to focus, more time with their clients, have more of a relationship do what i think is the nice part of payroll the bit that we all wanted to do so to build those skills there so for me it's about actually this will enable them to develop more and have more time to do it because i think in payroll as i said earlier it's it's all the time it never stops and so and particularly if we're in bureaus you know we're processing every single day there is no downtime. so to just be able to give my team some time to breathe Actually be able to spend time on their payrolls because our accuracy levels are much, much higher. It means we spend less time correcting elements, it means they can become more involved with some of the pension work, become more involved in some of the you know, gender pay and the additional things that are now coming into our domain. But actually, that just grows their skill sets and makes them, you know, suddenly more valuable um, in the market. So for me, that's only a great thing for payroll people.
2: Excellent. Well, that was a really, really great response. And, uh, you know, you, you make an interesting point again. I, I think something that, um, that that highlights to me during this pandemic is, you know, most of the systems, no matter what technology you had, I, I don't think, well, presumably there weren't any systems that were configured to handle CGRS and, and furlough because furlough didn't exist before this pandemic. And it just goes to show that. You know, that was brought in. Payrollers had to pivot immediately to be able to handle the new demands of, of, of furlough calculations. And of course, there were no systems ready for it. And, and I'm not criticizing system providers here because you can't be ready for something that's never happened before. You know, it's brand new legislation. So there's no blame being attached. But it did show the importance of the payroll professional in being able to handle the new legislation, be able to calculate the new legislation correctly to make sure that businesses didn't fall down. In their payrolls, uh, you know, and, and their payments, when this new legislation came into play, while they were potentially waiting for their systems to catch up, um, and it just goes to show, you know, technology can have a great role, as you say, removing some of those mundane tasks, but actually, when when it really mattered i guess payroll people were actually right at the fore going right back to those manual skills which are still so important to be able to process those payments correctly so i think you 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 highlighted that really really well well listen in a minute we're going to find out a little bit more about yourself maria and then when we come back we're going to find out more about future of payroll because it's something we're both passionate about If you love payroll as much as I do, then this is a quick request to say at the end of this podcast, please share it with your colleagues, review it if you can, and of course, hit subscribe. Payroll, as we know, is changing at a rapid pace. So here is a little song to remind you why you never want to miss a future episode payroll is changing and the landscape is looking bright. We look to new technologies to show us the light. Chatbots, AI and robotic process automations introducing blockchain and other innovations. The fact remains that payroll is essential and critical. Should have governance at a level that is ministerial. Titles changing to become a payroll analytical. Brexit will bring changes too, but hey, let's not get political. See, I love payroll and payroll loves me I don't with HMRC I love manual payments and calculating yeah. payroll is the career for me you see I if you like that song and you want to hear more you can access it right now on iTunes Amazon and Spotify but for now let's get back to the podcast
1: time to find out more about you
2: I'd like to ask you which individual has
0: influenced your career the most i don't think there's anyone um you know me very well i i tend to like to lead myself so i can't say that there's any one individual i like anyone or i'm inspired by anyone that is is first and is not prepared to just go with the flow so you know you look at some of the people out there like steve jobs you know apple you look at facebook mark Zuckerberg, I think they're amazing to take something that didn't exist and to completely change how that works going forward. I think people like that are inspirational. Um, But I think, you know, you had Oracle, Larry, um, Ellison and Oracle and like Google, I love how they hit the market and how they attracted the right levels of staff and things like that. I think anyone that can take something and, literally make it leading and it wasn't there before I think is inspirational and so I think there's some great people out there that have done that so I can't say there's any one person but I think there are lots and lots of people that I think are, are inspirational in changing and for me I, I don't ever want to follow for me at the end of you know my career I want to be able to say that there were a number of firsts that I achieved that weren't done in my industry and I was Um, One of the youngest managers when I first came into business, one of the first female salespeople, Um, you know, there were lots and lots of firsts. And I continue to work on that now. For me, it's about changing what is in there now and changing that landscape and being part of that change. That for me has always been important. So anyone like that is where I'll look to be inspired by.
2: Excellent. I'm quite glad you referenced the uh, the, the sales, uh, as you say, one of the first female sales. I, was, I had a part to play in that because I know that for those that are not familiar with this podcast, I've worked with Maria as a recruiter for, God, it must be nearly two decades. And i uh, very, very proud to say that I've placed Maria on, on a number of occasions in new positions, including the role at BDO. There's an interesting story behind that, which I'm going to quickly tell because I think it's quite fun. Uh, Maria's uh, reports into a guy called David who joined us at a a recruitment trip to to, uh, Wimbledon and we were in a cafe and just outside the station and David said to us, look, Nick, I need someone who knows payroll inside out, has loads of passion, is passionate about technology. But I also need someone who's got skills in areas like business development, understands how it interacts with HR and finance, isn't scared of selling, but can also manage large teams. And I was like, you are literally describing a unicorn. This is really difficult to find someone with all these skills. But there's one person I know. And we're having this conversation. I, said, I haven't spoken to Maria for a little while, but there's a person I know called Maria, and I think she'd be perfect for this opportunity. Let me reach out to her. Anyway, lo and behold, we did reach out. It was perfect timing. You... Ended up meeting David, you secured the job on all of your great experience credentials, secured that very quickly. And it was a year later to the day, Wimbledon, the following year, we were in the same cafe, only this time we had invited Maria to join us. And we were sat on the same table, on the same chairs, not completely by chance. And we were just sat there and I suddenly realised, I said, Maria, do you realise that a year ago today we were sat in exactly the same spots? Complete chance. And it's when David said, who do I know? And a year later, we're sat in the same seats and you were joining us at Wimbledon. So I thought that was a really lovely little story. But um, yeah, it's, it's you've, you've, you've secured that role and made it your own. I'm sure there's going to be many, many more firsts in your life to come. And you're enjoying things at BDO at the moment.
0: Love it. Um, love it. I, and that was another first. For me, I'd always said I would never go into the accountancy world. Payroll wasn't king. And for me, I'd always worked for... Um, initially very large bureaus and then going to smaller companies and building those bureaus and building them to be the biggest in their industry so when I worked in the education sector so for me it was always I'd gone where you know payroll was key to the business I was in and so then for me that was never where I'd seen accountants at that point they had never placed that same level of importance you know it was tax and audit that you know sort of um decided their business futures and so from that perspective it was never an option i remember when you called me and i said like, oh no 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 that's not being you were like no 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 you're going to love them they're completely different you need to go there this is exactly what they want to do you know they want to place that they know that payroll has a strong um importance in their business but it's just not work. and we you know they want somebody to make it work and and for me that was another thing about being that first being able to go in and completely show that if you utilize technology you run it correctly you can actually have a very successful profitable business and actually payroll is a great way of us getting into new clients because you know payroll's on fifth generation of outsourcing so from that perspective they're used to it they understand it Um, and so is a way of building trust. And if people can trust you to pay their staff, they certainly are more happy to talk to you about other areas that you can help them with. And so for me to go into a business and obviously go into, you know, one of the top five and actually then make those changes to the point now we have a very profitable business. We're growing we're one of the fastest growing areas and within BDO and continue to um, move it forward and use technologies, <coughs> robotics, our We've got the strongest return of investment on any robotic projects they've done internally. So from that perspective, it's great. And it's great for us to have that place and for it now to be recognised as a great way and a great part of the business. And so for me, that was another first. And so I'm really pleased to see that. So, yeah.
2: Well, I have no doubt you'll achieve everything you want to achieve where you are. And you've got a great career path ahead of you, I'm sure. And I know that you're very, very well thought of and you've achieved Chief Masses, you you mentioned uh, trust in there, and to be honest, you know, it was trust in David to us, but also I think it was luckily I'd known you for two decades. That I, you know, well, you, you, I was fortunate that you were able to trust me when I said take a look at it because you know that's the relationship we had, for, um, which was very fortunate that you knew that if I was calling you about something, it was worth listening to, and uh, and 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 this is where we are, which is which is just a fantastic story, and one of the things I love about recruitment and one of the things I love about payroll. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's, it's a nice story. So Taking it further, you've you've touched upon a couple of uh, resources already. You mentioned the CIPP earlier. Are there any resources that have really helped you on your career journey? And if it's not your career journey, any resources that you think could could help someone else on their payroll career journey?
0: Do you know? I'm I'm a massive believer. I think, and I think COVID has shown that. You know, I wasn't an expert in COVID, the same as nobody else was in the CJ um RS schemes or any of those. I i wasn't an expert when it came out. I knew no more than anyone else. Whereas I can quite happily say I sat on a board within video and are responsible for you know providing our clients with all of the collateral and communication we have done throughout this entire period on that. And for me, one of the things I would always say to anyone in this industry, and it was something taught to me very many years ago, you know, understand what's out in the market. Understand the industry you're in. And that doesn't mean just about qualifications that's about understanding the tools out there um system solutions what other people are utilizing what's out there i utilize i'll go on to a lot of hmrc webinars and things like that when they bring something out or they're just doing something on holiday pay etc spend a lot of time analyzing what's going on in the market competitors etc because that is one of the most valuable tools that I have is my understanding of what we do and what the platform is. So when I'm speaking to a client and they want to talk about time and attendance, I understand the time and attendance systems that are out there. It's not something that we specifically offer, but I know as a payroll, um, especially we have to interact with these tools. And so from that perspective, one of the things I would always say to everyone there's so much um, free work out there with the HMRC and things like that. They're brilliant at their webinars, and and it's not often that I'll ever praise the HMRC, although I have to say <coughs> they've been amazing. And so, um, from that perspective, I think yeah, utilise those tools around you. There's so much information, and with the internet now and social media there's a lot more on LinkedIn and things like that so it's really worth you know following people understanding because the amount of information and news etc that you can get by using these platforms is amazing and you know go out there and learn learn your craft understand it's not just about having qualifications because for me to be able to move in this business and do a multitude of different jobs throughout this from implementation sales global sales you know had an element and it's all within the payroll arena that has only come because of my knowledge of all of the things surrounding that so the systems in place um, the tools out there how to work more efficiently technology ways of finding better ways of running processes all of those things will help so i would really say you know there's some great stuff out there icaw are brilliant obviously they're more connected to accountancy but when you have any kind of um taxation changes or anything like that they're amazing in some of the stuff so some of their covid um releases were fantastic and certainly much more in the layman's terms so you know easy to decipher which i know sometimes information that isn't quite um as good as that but yeah people like that they're fantastic at being able to do that and i would always say to anyone who's going through this process and working in this arena you know go and read the magazines you know Go out there and understand what's in there, linked in, use those elements, use key people like yourself and people like that to attach, to understand what is happening in an arena. Because everything that happens, whether you're a bureau in-house, everything has an impact. How can you bring something to a business if you don't know what's out there to bring?
2: It's that skills and attitude debate again, isn't it? It's, um, you know, you can have all the skills and that's great, but you need an attitude to go alongside it. You need that willingness to go and find out more, that willingness to, to, to go on a self-discovery journey, to to be better at what you do. And, to, and that comes with knowledge, that comes with research, that comes with a proactive nature. Uh, all the things that you've clearly demonstrated, Maria, and, and certainly from a recruitment perspective, you know we're always looking for candidates that, that do, do ask questions and, and are inquisitive about the roles that we're you know we're putting by them or they see in the market or about how we're seeing the market change because an in inquisitive nature the ability to ask questions will always help people find out more information that can help progress their careers and progress their roles and, and, and their responsibilities so uh, i think you're absolutely right you know, the ability to ask questions uh, ability to 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 be inquisitive and to have that attitude to want to research can really help progress a career so let's let's take it back a little bit then to Let's find out a little bit more about the Maria behind payroll here. So we're going to make a fictional uh, dinner party. You can invite three people. Who would they be and why? And they could be dead or alive.
0: Oh, okay. Right. I think, I think for me, definitely want somebody funny. So we'll throw in a comedian, I think. So um, a Mickey Flanagan, a Peter Kaye, somebody like that that will keep the, the sort of... Um, conversation flow going yeah. but actually can bring it up a bit when needed. So certainly would like somebody like that. I think for me then it would be a leader, somebody who'd done something first. So Barack Obama, even Margaret Thatcher that I know might be controversial for some, but just the fact that she was the first um lady prime mean, minister so, and people like that that have changed how their role was done. And I think for me that certainly as we discussed earlier, that is a big thing for me. So I'm always um, intrigued by somebody like that. So definitely one of those. And then I think, you know, I'm thinking like a royalty. But I, I love Tudor time. That is like my real royal time. So it would be like a Henry VIII. But then I was thinking, oh, actually, maybe maybe his first wife she went through hell and was obviously an extremely (laughs) strong woman and so for me to be married to his brother then actually marrying and then disbanded by everyone and then brought back in marrying him 25 years runs off with her you know lady-in-waiting that was one tough woman and so I think for me yeah somebody like that to just get to understand them so yeah they'd be the kind of people that I would like amazing some
2: good Tudor knowledge there I like it very good Excellent. Well, there you go. Something I never knew. I've known you for twenty years. I never knew you were such so passionate about the students. So, last question before we jump back into the BDO payroll piece, and we'll talk a little bit about compliance as well. If you had any superpower, Maria, what would it be and why?
0: Yeah, for me, it would be. You know, people talk about invisibility and things like that. No, that that isn't their Flying. I think for me, it would be able to read people's minds. I'm very very inquisitive. I rely a lot of what I do with interviewing and lots of things like that on body language and I'm a very people person I'm really intrigued by what makes people tick and things like that so I think for me just to understand what's going on in that I think for me that would be where I'd want to go is to to be able to read minds and hear probably wouldn't want to hear half of it
2: Awesome. Well, that, that sounds good to me. I can understand why you're definitely a people person. So I can totally understand why you've picked it. We're going to jump to a quick advert break. When we come back, we're going to find out more about BDO, more about compliance and more about the future of payroll. So
1: stay with us. Have you ever asked yourself, how can I recruit payroll staff effectively? Please don't give up on your recruitment project just yet. Here at JGA Payroll Recruitment, we appreciate the difficulties associated with attracting, recruiting and retaining top payroll talent. We also understand just how costly a poor payroll hire can be. JGA Recruitment are a niche payroll recruitment agency who will partner with you to resource payroll candidates who will improve both the accuracy and efficiency of your payroll department. Contact us today on 01727 800 377 or visit jgarecruitment.com to find out more. Five technical questions. So
2: Maria of course we've mentioned a couple of times you are managing one of the biggest payrolls in the UK 1400 clients what's the future of payroll within BDO when i say BDO i mean within you know big accountancy big bureau client services it's a, it's a whole specialism within a specialism within payroll what's the future then within those sort of outsourced services that you see for for, for payroll <laughs>
0: For us, if we just go through what's happened over the last four months, we've grown considerably um, and it continues. So I think what COVID did do is it made people realise, you know, was payroll, if they run in-house, was it core and did they need it? Did they have the skill sets and the technology and everything to cope through these difficult times? So I think that has seen an a surge in people looking at outsourcing and how their businesses run going forward. So I think that's very, very positive. I think we'd already started to experience a lot of change um, with companies where I think a lot more of our clients are seeing that more sort of consolidated service, not necessarily wanting to deal with lots and lots of different um, providers, want more that trusted advisor. Going back to what we spoke about earlier, about training, about understanding that market, because quite often clients will come to me As I said, it might be about a time and attendance system. It might be about a new pension scheme. And they're not necessarily things that we can immediately help them with. So we'll find partners and things like that. But you want to be that trusted advisor because if the client comes to you first, you have the opportunity in there. So for accountancy world, I think that's absolutely invaluable because so much of what we do and how business works has some level of attachment to an accountancy firm. So for me that's really really important and I think we've really harnessed that and seen that during the COVID and with regards to communication and the support that people needed during that period so I think that will continue and I think we'll see that and that's an area that we're very strong on about being that trusted advisor I think we're also seeing a lot of movement in the global market where people typically just worried about their payrolls in the countries they were in but now that consolidated service having it in one place that actually controls all of that so we're seeing a lot more movement and certainly through our global service offerings We're seeing a massive increase in clients that are looking at that because actually longer term it's much more cost effective because you're not spending all that time trying to consolidate. And people want data from their payroll now and they've realised just how important that payroll information is and it's probably holding about 80% of your revenue in your staff costs. So from that perspective, it's important you understand it and control it. So I think more clients from us are demanding better reporting, wanting better accounts and not because it's an accountsman but actually from their payroll and more interaction between countries and different services so yeah I think that's where we're seeing it so it's very positive
2: for you, you talked about you know as you say that the, the globalization of payroll is 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 again changing rapidly we're seeing lots of companies particularly as recruiters who used to just have small UK payrolls and already now they've got big EMEA operations Communications made global operations much more achievable and, 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 and easier to manage. And we, as you say, it's it, it's been changing quickly. But of course, there's different compliance in every single region, which again adds to the complexities of payroll. So how do you help clients stay up to date in those areas of compliance, particularly because... It's a really fast changing landscape and payroll is often at the forefront of these changes. So that's got to be quite challenging for you. So how do you make sure clients are compliant across multiple regions and up to date?
0: We have a lovely, lovely site that helps us. And particularly for COVID, there was another one just for COVID that actually enabled them to ascertain in each country um, what the rules were in there. Obviously, we're very lucky fortunate that we are in 167 countries. So we have experts in all of those countries. So we have a big global um, support team in there that works centrally. And so we're able to then pull from all of that expertise in there. And so we do have the central globalization side, and then we have obviously the UK specific. So that enables us to get that. So even with myself, I talk to a number of countries pretty much daily um, with regards to what's occurring on our clients, etc. Because, yeah, you have to have an understanding. It goes back to what I was saying earlier. Um, I have an understanding of pretty much taxation in most countries. Why? Because I've made sure I understood because it's important for me when a client is talking about another country to have an understanding of what that means, particularly if people are moving between countries. So we do a lot of global mobility work for our clients and advising as to where somebody's tax should be paid based upon where they live, et cetera, and where they're working. And so that's a huge area of our business. And so it's so important to have an understanding. So they're the kind of things I would say, there's loads of information, even on the BDO website that can help people to understand some of that. And it's so important to understand if you want to give the best advice. actually just have that skill set in your back pocket at all times to have an understanding.
2: Super. Now, we've talked a couple of times about uh, the profile of payroll being raised during COVID-19, where stakeholders have recognised the important role that payrollers have played in, in, in keeping the UK paid. What I'd like to know, is someone who's so passionate about the industry, like yourself, Maria, how do we, as an industry, maintain this profile, or even continue to push this profile going forward? We want to try and avoid falling back to where we were right let's try and keep it where we are but how do we do that if if i gave you that task what would you say
0: i think for me now it's about we've proven i think during covid all payroll people have proven how they can move things forward how they can ensure that you know people um we've moved people forward we've shown our profile we've shown our expertise and everything else what I think is important now is, as you said, we don't let that go. We do not let people um, sit back and just think payroll's another, keep because it won't take long for people to go back to normal. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter how long everyone's worked from home, et cetera, and done that. And as I keep saying to myself, you know, at the end of the day, it will take a matter of days before everyone forgets this. So for me, it's about change. Businesses, wherever you are, whatever payroll role you do, Everyone will stand up and listen if you're making change and it's positive um, and it makes a positive impact to your business. So I think it's down to payroll people to continue to do that, to not just go back to what they were doing, carrying on. It's about not just, as I said, it's very hard in payroll. You're not given much time. So it's very easy to just let things go because it's just easier to keep doing it like that than to step back. Don't be the person who steps back. Be the person who says, you know, it might take me an extra hour this time to build an import in, but actually that's going to save me huge amounts of time going forward. Don't be the person who's prepared to just accept what's there. Push, ask the questions, do it, because there's no business out there that doesn't want to get a better return of investment that wants to actually see their costs go down and their profits go up. There is not one business out there that would be upset by that. So for me, it's about payroll has a duty now about continuing to push forward and about continuing to use technology, improving what we do and how we do that because it doesn't matter what role you hold in payroll, that's the bit that will get us seen and that's the bit that will keep us alive level and people taking it seriously and understanding that it can be there because unfortunately for payroll particularly if you're in the house you're a cost you know so you're not making money but there are ways of making it much more efficient and there are ways that you can reduce those costs and actually improve your risk and so for me whatever position you're in there's an opportunity to make change.
2: Yeah I think that's I think you've made a really clear point there because ultimately as you say it's 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 an expensive department with 80% of as you say most business payout but ultimately if you can make a cost saving that, that significantly implements a strategic objective you know through through the data through efficiency improvements it can have a huge impact on a business performance so you're absolutely right and I think um yeah everything you said there was that was a great way to keep the profile moving forward let's hope let's hope that does continue
0: and just to give an example, that it's not always about huge amounts of money. I think from our perspective, when we bought in a robotic to move reporting around to ensure security, et cetera, and we bought in the robotics, I think the investment was no more than 15K. But within the first year, it saved over £200,000 wow. in time in our- one year. That's a brilliant example. Yeah. And so for me, it's not about huge amounts of money because I know sometimes people sit there going, oh, well, you know, they're not going to pay £1,000 for a new system and all of these kind of things. Actually, sometimes that investment, and it might be just an import. We've done that on one payroll. We had a client that was working with 150 sites and we built um, a system, not, it was just a macro. So it wasn't a big piece of technology, built a macro, and that saved four hours.
2: Mm. And that adds up over the course of a year, you know, it adds up, it adds up. Well, a great way to to, uh, to to finish the questions and open the vault.
1: Entering the vault.
2: So what's one piece of advice you would give to someone working in payroll right now?
0: Learn your craft, understand what's out there. Don't just focus on the processing, understand what's out in the market, tools, etc. So you have a much wider experience to enable you to actually decide this. As I said, I've worked in payroll, as you said, for nearly thirty years, and I've probably only worked in four companies during that time, but I've done a wide range of jobs and I've learned some great skills. And I think from that perspective, payroll isn't just about processing. I've done some, you know, amazing work in global global sales and things like that so there's lots and lots of opportunities in there that are related to payroll they're not necessarily related to processing so but you need to understand what goes on in the industry to be able to do those kind of roles so i would say to anyone out there learn that craft
2: excellent if you had the power of foresight and could change the entire payroll industry with just one action or one improvement what would that action or improvement be
0: it probably oh it sounds awful um it probably would have been something like this that sort of forced people to actually like so electronic slips and things like that forced them into a situation of having to do something so i one of the things i always talk about in payroll one of the best things and i never thought this would be was rti I remember when that came in and being horrifying. It was horrendous in 2014, and we had that the pension autumn. It was
2: just. I remember it well. It came at the same time, didn't they? Autumn enrolment in RTI.
0: Yes. It was. lit I just remember it being literally hell on earth in that April. But what I will say is, I remember at the time thinking, "Oh, you know, why? Why would they do this? This is so painful." I have never been so grateful for RTI because if I think back to when I was doing year ends then and having to manually, you know, go in and reconcile a payroll to then submit it. Now it's just a matter of ticking a box. It's completely changed our payroll work.
2: You know what, you may be looking, you may be looking at this in the same way, you know, what are we on now from 14 to 20, six years on, you may be looking back, because again, of all the timings, the pandemic has hit us in April, right? In the middle of a year end process again. It might be six years now, you're looking back going, that pandemic from a payroll perspective, I'm not for, for a second taking away from, from the travesties that, of people that have suffered from it. But from a, in terms of the, what, how things have advanced in the way that we're doing remote meetings and all these kind of things, you may find we're looking back and going, you know what, from a payroll perspective, in terms of how quickly it advanced the industry, that was a real shift, which it was a good thing in a sense that it progressed it a lot quicker than it ever would have progressed had that pandemic not, not, not occurred.
0: Oh, I agree. I do honestly believe that if I look at how much more advanced we've got, how much more accepting our clients have had to be to change because they had no choice themselves and how many will really go back and things like that. So I think, yeah, I think this has been... And it's, it's an awful thing to say, but I think one of the things that I'm always a big believer in, in is in any situation, you try to find the positive and that's what you focus on and work forward with. And I think for me, that's how I look at this right now is if somebody had told me this a year ago, two years ago, would we be sitting having this conversation and I had such a positive outlook on where businesses or certainly payroll businesses are now absolutely not and so for me i think yeah that's a bit that we cannot lose we've got to keep going with that and not fall back so how would you sell payroll as a career oh see this is what i, I this is when i become so passionate because people sort of say oh payroll's not that oh no it is very dynamic and i think it's about looking at it differently yeah payroll is a wonderful process because it is a logical process so it has a start and a finish. And so from that perspective, I love that kind of piece of work. But for me, I look at my career and I have done everything from being a payroll manager, a payroll processor, a payroll manager, an implementer, um, an account manager, a salesperson, a global salesperson, a director, is a marketing director. It has enabled me to do, and all within this industry, and it it has so much more to it. And that's something that I really want people to understand. There's so much more to it than just processing the payroll. There's so much more attached. And so for me, I think, you know, it's about choosing the right business. It's about understanding what you want to get from your business because everyone has different drivers. Everyone has something that they're working towards it's quite obvious and I've never hidden I'm extremely ambitious I was hoping it with age it might calm but it
2: <laughs> doesn't sound like it has
0: <laughs> my husband keeps saying you know it's never going to go is it it's like no it's always that next I'm very driven by success by and it's not necessary it's not a monetary success it's very much about that challenge of doing something that hasn't been done before so whether that's growth whether that's you know producing something being the best you know return of investment in the business and bringing in robotics first within my industry you know that for me there are all things that keep me very driven so I think payroll can be exceedingly dynamic and have a, a wide everyone needs payroll everyone has to be paid so it's actually very secure and I think anyone in payroll at the moment you know I've seen such a movement in the market at the moment you know we're currently recruiting and so from that perspective, you know, the amount of people that we've had and they're looking at things like that. And I think from my perspective, there's so much opportunity out there. So for me, it's a nice, safe, secure area. People always need to have payroll. It's a great profession. And I think, but more importantly, there's so much more that surrounds it. It's not just about processing payroll. I don't even know if my team would allow me to do it anymore.
2: <laughs> well, I think that's a You've come full circle. I think that's an amazing way to finish the podcast. You've sold it absolutely brilliantly. Um, Clearly, you are incredibly passionate about it, which I knew that anyway. I know that you and I could talk for for most of the day about most of these subjects. Uh, But um, I think one thing that comes across is your passion for the subject. And I know from working with you that you're absolutely right. You know, your skills aren't just in, well, anyone's skills in payroll don't have to be um, defined just by payroll processing. You can go into project management, implementation, sales. Uh, you know, a couple of podcasts ago, I spoke to Steve Sowitz, who's become a billionaire through the payroll industry. So anything is possible. Um, and thank you so much for joining me today, Maria, on this podcast. it been an absolute pleasure to have you finally on board. I've been keen to have you on this podcast for a long, long time. Um, before we do finish, obviously I'd like to mention a couple of links for anyone interested in finding out more about uh, Maria. Personally, I will add her LinkedIn uh, profile to the episode notes to take a look at that. And also I'll put a couple of links to BDO's um, business and outsourcing services, particularly in relation to payroll. So if you're interested in those services, again, take a look at the episode notes. And there's also a link to, as Maria mentioned during the podcast, their COVID-19 resource centre, which is full of loads and loads of helpful information and guides for organisations at this time. So if you're interested in accessing that, again, a link will be in the episode notes. Of course, if you are a payroll leader listening to this podcast and you have a payroll related vacancy like Maria, and we're working with her at the minute, then please, please do give me a call. I'd love to support you as well. As Maria has very well mentioned there, a lot of clients at the minute are still seeking payroll support, particularly with help with things like CJRS claims, because payroll has continued to be employed and has continued to work and is absolutely in demand. So if you need support with great talent, do give me a call 01727 800 or nick at jjrecruitment.com. That brings us to a close, Maria. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been my absolute
0: pleasure having you here always a pleasure to spend time with you nick
2: always you too i can't wait till lockdown is over we can meet up over one of those uh, favorite glasses of wine that we enjoy and i'll look forward to speaking to all of you listeners again very soon take care of yourselves and each other i'm nick and join us next time
1: thank you so much for tuning into the payroll podcast with nick day of jga recruitment if you need help with a current payroll vacancy then please get in touch with nick and his team all contact details can be found in the episode notes. In the meantime, to make sure you never miss a future episode, please subscribe to the show through any of your favorite podcast channels. Till next time.